The Securities Industry and Financial Markets Association is focusing increasing attention on financial market cybersecurity and supporting the passage of legislation that would make it easier for the banking and securities industry to share threat intelligence with the government. But why now? Why is CIFMA stepping out to talk about the need for more cyber information sharing? And how is what CIFMA is calling for different or comparable to what other financial groups have been talking about for the last several months? Here, CIFMA's Carl Schimmick, who oversees financial services operations for CIFMA, discusses his group's role in cybersecurity initiatives and why the word is getting out now to help with cybersecurity information sharing and what's going on behind the scenes. Carl, before we get into some of the discussion about the need for more information sharing, could you tell our audience a bit about what CIFMA's role is and how it touches cybersecurity? Sure. So uh, CIFMA is the trade association for the securities industry here in the United States. So we support uh, pretty much all the large banks and broker-dealers that uh, trade within the equities and fixed income markets. And, you know, our focus is to, to advocate on their behalf, to understand what risks are out there, and to focus on how we can make uh, you know, a safer, better environment for their customers to transact in the markets, make sure the transparency is, uh, is a key part of that. And, you know, as we look at cybersecurity, that's a risk currently to the assets of our clients, to their protection of their privacy, uh, and that's why we're focused on it uh, you know, as, a, as a critical risk to the industry. So what type of information sharing, Carl, is CIFMA supporting? So we're supportive of the current legislation that's actually been passed in the House. So uh, CISPA, that was passed, I believe, uh, about 18 months ago or so. Uh, in the House, we were supportive of that bill. We think that that uh, you know, improves the information sharing environment, um, not only for the financial services industry, but for many of the other industries that we rely on, like the electrical industry, telecom, et cetera. And now in the Senate, CISA is, uh, is the new bill that uh, has just passed out of committee, and we'd like to see that bill come to the floor. We think that it has you know, more than adequate privacy protections. Uh, it encourages information sharing via the automated portal. It provides for information sharing going through a civilian agency of DHS uh, versus the intelligence communities. And we really think that it's, uh, you know, this is a, a key enabler to not only the financial services firms improving their protections and, and understanding the threat landscape of what they're facing, but also for those other sectors that we rely on so that they can increase the amount of information they're sharing. And you know, at the end of the day, we can all work together with the government to ensure we have a you know, well-protected uh, financial environment for our members to operate within and for their clients to, uh, to transact within. Carl, you mentioned that CIFMA's primary goal is to work to protect the securities industry within the U.S. When was CIFMA established? So I want to say CIFMA was established probably about eight years ago or so. We were originally, it's the, uh, it's the combination of the Bond Markets Association and the Securities Industry Association. So those two had merged, I want to say approximately eight years ago or so. Uh, and, you know, again, this is uh, just kind of bringing together kind of the, the combination of those two markets as we're advocating for our members. And is cybersecurity a new focus for the group or has it always kind of been maybe something that's been a focus, but maybe just not so much in the foreground as it is today? Sure. Uh, so at the end of the day, CIFMA is, you know, what we focus on are the risks that are present within the financial markets. So whether those risks are cybersecurity related or credit or market related operations or tech related really at the end of the day cybersecurity is just another risk that you know that the firms need to manage for their individual purposes and their own individual protections but also these are risks that need to be managed at a sector-wide level uh, we've been very involved since our founding within business continuity and business resiliency so very much focused on the, the physical risks that are out there so whether that's a hurricane a hurricane sandy hurricane irene 
uh, any of those types of things. So this is just, you know, you can see the further evolution of the threats that, you know, the industry is facing. And, you know, as the risks have continued to ramp and the threats have continued to, to increase and grow, you know, we've grown along with those. And, uh, you know, we continue to advocate, you know, strongly for uh, information sharing and then public-private partnership to, to address these. Carl, are there any cybersecurity concerns that stand out for CIFMA? Are there some that you would deem to be more of a priority than others? Sure. So it's kind of within the spectrum of risks uh, and threat that the membership faces. You know, look, fraud and IP theft have always been kind of two risks that, you know, we've always dealt with. Uh, you know, and kind of you can also loop in just kind of the, the general theft of money. So, you know, cyber in those cases are is really just another channel for thieves and criminals to, uh, you know, to do what they've been doing for a long time against the banks. Again, trying to steal money, trying to steal intellectual property, trying to get information, trying to commit fraud. Um, and really just gives them a way to enhance and to, you know, add scale to, to what the activities that they're doing. So we are focused on those, and we've always been focused on that. But, you know, what we see now kind of evolving over, let's say, the last 18 months, two years, is this idea of a destructive attack within whether it's financial services or in the other critical infrastructure sectors that we rely on, uh, where you know you could have a you know an advanced adversary, maybe it's a nation-state terrorist organization looking to use cyber as a channel to cause a large-scale uh, destructive attack. Uh, whether it's causing you know a dislocation in the markets, whether it's causing the markets not to be able to operate, whether it's the destruction of data, so I think that's what we're very much focused on right now is you know how can we work with the government to prevent those attacks from happening? Those are all coming from very advanced adversaries, whether they, again nation states or terrorist organizations. But we're also seeing that kind of the you know again this is the adversaries performing information sharing with each other. They're sharing techniques and protocols for how they're conducting their attacks, and you're seeing you know, these advanced, sophisticated uh, procedures migrating down kind of the chain of, uh, of different adversaries that we're facing. So, you know, you're, you're not only dealing with nation states that have these capabilities, but also uh, terrorist organizations and, and others that could seek to cause harm against the United States or, or our industry particularly. So going back to some of the, the public-private partnership discussion, Carl, is CIFMA completely private or is it supported in some way by the government? We are a completely private organization funded through our membership. So from an information sharing perspective, Carl, how connected would you say that CIFMA believes banking institutions and the government should be when it comes to cyber information sharing? How much collaboration should be going on there? Uh, we think there should be a lot of collaboration between the two. Um, you know, and again, this is kind of advocating for this public, really an active public-private partnership. There is, you know, information that the banks and the broker-dealers could be sharing with the government to give them insights in regards to attacks that are happening on their networks that you know the government is not going to have knowledge of or access to. Um, and then there's in capabilities that the U.S. government has, both from uh, defense and intelligence capability, as well as law enforcement, that you know we would like to tap into to help inform our members to understand kind of what some of the big picture threats are that are out there. What is the government seeing on their networks? There's value on both sides when you talk about information sharing. You know, the government better understanding what we're facing. We getting a better understanding of what threats the nation is facing. And at the end of the day, it's it's really something that helps everyone kind of better protect you know our clients and the assets that they put into our members to to entrust them with, and to make sure that uh, you know people are able to transact and that we have the the safest and uh, most secure markets out there. Carl, one of the things that's come up in some of these discussions that have been ongoing for the last several months about information sharing is the fact that banking institutions really are kind of in an awkward position. They do a good job of sharing information and have for a long time among themselves. 
but critics have suggested that they fear that there may be too much pressure put on banks and credit unions to play a role in becoming cyber crime fighters, that they could perhaps in some way be expected to play a role that really the DHS and NSA should be playing. What's your perspective there? Well, yeah, I, I would say I would I would agree with that statement that really the role at the end of the day for, you know, banks and for broker dealers is to do what they, you know, their core businesses, which is to transact within the markets, to provide services for their clients and to provide banking services. So to, that is their core. You know, they are not law enforcement agencies. They are not, you know, securities agencies. This is a risk that the banks and that the broker dealers face in age similar to you know they have the risks of physical theft and all the other ones out there so it has to be managed accordingly and that's kind of one of the main points of information sharing is to make sure that we're not being asked to act on information that we're seeing but we're that we can provide that information to government to law enforcement so that they can take the action on it so that they're fully informed they understand what actions they can take and what would be helpful and that they can then do their job and act as a deterrent act as uh, enforcement of the law and to make sure that criminals that are perpetrating these acts against the industry that they're brought to justice and that there's an active deterrent out there to make sure that that criminals can't just go out there with impunity and attack our sectors and our and our country as a whole. Carl, that's a nice segue to something else that I wanted to ask about and that's the fact that over the last uh, few weeks there had been some reports circulating that SIFMA was backing the establishment of a so-called cyber war council. SIFMA said it isn't willing to comment on those claims. Can you elaborate at all? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to comment on that, but I think what is really important and that we really should be focused on is that, you know, so in order to address this problem, and again, cybersecurity is not a problem you solve, it's something you actively manage, is that we need a robust public-private partnership. We need to bring the capabilities of the government to bear on, on the criminals and the nation states that are acting against us, and we need to make sure that they're informed with the best information we have available so that they can take the best action. So again, this is everyone working together to help address the threat that's out there and to make sure that fraud is addressed, IP theft is addressed, and that you know, there's no ability for an advanced adversary to go out and conduct a destructive attack against our nation. Carl, I really appreciate your time this afternoon. Thanks again. Sure, no problem. Anytime. Again, we've just heard from Carl Schimmick of SIFMA. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.